0: Well, I think this is a very timely message for what's going on. I mean, everybody's ready for Christmas already, right? Then I know we got the right message. That's it. You know, with the holiday season's underway, um, I think the title of this message is going to be right on time. It's called The Balancing Act. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, even throughout the year, it can feel like, man, we're just walking that tightrope with so many things coming at us and stuff. You think about it, just when we're getting ready for Christmas and stuff, and, and just like Mike had prayed and Tanya had prayed. We don't want to miss the reason for the season, the celebration of our Lord Jesus Christ's birth. And, uh, you know, and, and as I just were, was pouring over the message and the Lord was just working in my heart, I thought, man, so many people I talked to throughout the week just get so wrapped around, ah, oh, the stuff. And so today I, I just pray we can let the stuff fall out and let the Savior pour in. Amen? So think about this. When you think about, I mean, how many's been doing some shopping? Okay, I'm not the only one still, right? We've got to do a few more things. How many people have been shopping online? Is that a good thing for you? That's really good. Y'all, you know what we need, we need to pray for the UPS man and the FedEx people. Because I'm telling you, man, them guys come up to the door, their tongues hanging out, and they're dragging stuff, and they and they, and they can't say more than three words. Thank you very much. I'm ready. And they're going again, man, I tell you, you know, it's, it's a, we need to keep them guys lifted up. But it's, it's a really easy time if we're not careful to get stressed out, right? It is. Everybody's going, no, that's not us. We're in church. Everything's great. Oh no. Well, you know what? The truth of the matter is we all do get stressed out sometimes. You know, think about it. You know, you got to buy the gifts, right? You got to wrap the gifts. You got to exchange the gifts. You got to pay for them, man. And if you don't pay them for this month, guess what? It's coming in January. So if you weren't stressed out before I start talking about that, now you probably are, okay? But here's the good news. We're going to show you today, just like Paul says, that we need to walk by faith and not by sight. See, a lot of times we get it backwards. We're walking by sight, not by faith. Man, this doesn't look good. How am I going to make this through? But there's so many things coming at us from all over the world that try to knock us off that path that God has for us. So what I thought today would a good, good way to do that is talk about it, says, you know, all this sounds good, buddy, but how do I really put feet to this? How do I walk this thing out? And so in the midst of the, of the, of the worldly things, can we keep our joy? See, joy is a lifestyle that, 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 that doesn't depend on circumstances. It's all about what Jesus did. So I thought, man, maybe there's a, a good way to do an illustration with that and to show you how the things of the world try to knock us off course. So I've got a... A supermodel stuntman that's going to come and help us out a little bit. Y'all put your hands together for my baby boy, Thomas. Come on up. Yeah. And notice this. If you guys look, this is the way that our life is many times, whether we, we want to, you know, really fess up to it or not. It's like walking a, a, a tightrope, you know? It's like walking a tightrope, and there's so many things coming at us. Are you about ready, Thomas, to start today? You know, I think he did everything but pray. Yes, and he's stepping out. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's good. Well, let me just tell you, when we start out, there's so many things coming at us all the time that you know what? When we start walking out and trying to get through our day, things start stressing us out. Knock us off course, maybe like that. Or maybe something else like fear. (laughs) Or maybe death. Wow. And he's still going strong. Or jealousy, maybe. Oh, yeah. yes. And he's still walking. How about pride? Is pride trying to get us? Oh, hold on. Hold on. You know what? Here's the whole key. We need to keep our focus on what Christ has done for us. Don't get too far, boy. we got a few more things to talk about. <laughs> and sometimes it even feels like you're walking backwards. Because sin's trying to pull you back. Oh, awesome! Yeah. For everybody that's listening online, <laughs> Thomas is walking on a tightrope, and we're throwing balls of uh, stress, doubt, jealousy, fear, sin, and pride, and don't forget guilt. Yes, try to knock off. Yes, but you know what? Guess what else sets in there? Sometimes depression sets in after all those things, and we just feel like, man, we're not worthy, so we feel insecure. Oh wow! Yes, but you know what? Don't forget, you know what? Sometimes the biggest thing that that keeps us down is unforgiveness, yes. But you know what? Here's the deal, guys. No matter what's going on, if you keep your eyes on the cross, and even when we do blow it, if you fall off course, you can fall into the loving arms of your father. (laughs) Give him a hand. Give him a hand. Woo! Now, you guys will never forget that illustration, right? Tim likes that circus music. (laughs) Goodness. Man, let's clean this place up a little bit. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah. Alright. Man. You know, it's tough coming up with these things each week. <laughs> but it's a good time, isn't it? Here we go. Getting back underway. Very good. I don't want nobody to fall down over there Notice when we do when we do the things that are a little iffy, I always get my family involved, right? Very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good Alright, now that we're all back in business here So you guys like that, but isn't it true So many times in life, we're trying to walk the straight line We're trying to hold on to what God's given us We're trying to keep our eyes on the Lord But so many things try to come in and rob our joy So I want to talk about the foundation of joy today Foundation of joy This is the definition I want you to, to seal in your heart of joy, okay? If you got your notes and you've got your handouts, everybody Good place to take some notes here, okay? Joy is a gift from the Lord. It's a gift. See, if you get a gift, you've got to receive it if you want to take hold of it. I can give you a gift and it never do you any good. You never walk in that if you don't receive it. All right? Joy is a gift from the Lord. It doesn't depend upon circumstances, but rather is found in Jesus' unchanging character and promises. Man, let that sink in for a little bit. Joy is a gift from the Lord. It doesn't depend upon circumstances, but rather it's found in Jesus' unchanging character and promises. And that's exactly where we find true strength and power to live. That's how we walked it out. See, that's why I wanted to have the illustration to keep your eyes on the cross, okay? But I want you to also realize when we talk about the cross, it was finished there, but see, remember, he rose, right? He rose. See, we serve a living, powerful, awesome, loving Savior, amen? So what happens is it gives us correct focus, See, when we're coming from that place of joy, of our salvation, when we've called on the name of Jesus and know that our sin is separated as far as the east is from the west, that'll help keep you on that wire. When you realize, he said, no weapon formed against me is gonna prosper, you can keep walking that thing out. But you know what? So many times we wanna look down at where we've been and what's been happening in our life and things that we've allowed to sneak in there. But if our foundation is not rooted in the truth of God's word, it'll crack under pressure. That's why Paul says it this way. I always like to give you some scripture, right? Galatians 2.20. Take a look at this. He says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. See, if you want to know what holds us in place, it's the love of God. If you want to know what keeps us rolling, it's the, it's the truth of his word. It's the power of the spirit. So what I want you to understand today, that when Paul was writing this, he understood that the sacrifice of Christ was enough. He knew that legally, by calling on the name of the Lord, he was in right relationship with God. Because he was bought back out of that sinful nature, right? He knew in his daily lives that Christ, the resurrection power comes through him, through a person of the Holy Spirit. To give us that life-giving hope and a future. See, that's what keeps us focused and grounded. Amen? So everybody, I want you to understand that personal relationship with Christ is the plumb line to blessing, security, health, whatever you need. That is our line right there. I was talking to somebody that said, what's a plumb line? I didn't know what a plumb line is either until I started working where I was. That's the thing that you use to make sure everything is lined up. You put it on one in here You put it back here And you can see It's almost like a level But you use a line And that's what I want To bring back the illustration That's our spiritual plumb line To God's blessing To the heavenly realms Is a personal relationship With Jesus Christ Amen So that's the joy factor See we got a lot of stuff To be thankful for We don't realize it sometimes Until you talk to somebody else Because I know a lot of times uh, Just throughout the course of the day I have to remind myself Of who I am in Christ I know you guys hear that every week and I will probably preach that every week until the Lord takes us home because it's that important and it costs God his best for us to receive that. And this is the great thing. That palm line gives us victorious living. It's our connection and it's the way we walk in our relationship, okay? So take a look at your notes. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Everybody said amen. Nobody threw their shoulder out with the balls Did everything, right? Good. Again, before we go on, foundation of joy, the joy of the Lord is not based on circumstances, but on the truth. His unchanging truth. Let's take a look at this. It's how we walk in a relationship. Think about this. We experience the goodness of God in the door of our salvation. See, that's just powerful to me. Our relationship should display the freedom of Christ and those benefits that we have being redeemed, accepted, forgiven, and loved. See, the truth is that the truth of the Word of God outweighs the lies of the enemy. A lot of times we get that scale a little out of whack. But I want us to understand that this, that's how we get the balance in our Christian walk. Understanding the goodness of God and walking in the salvation of our Savior, right? I'm going to pick up a little speed. The joy of the Lord becomes contagious. I want to tell you, I, I I just loved that when the Lord gave that to me. I thought that was really neat. You know, i got a story with everything that happens. The Lord's always working stuff. So. I went to my mom's the other day, and she wanted a bunch of Christmas cards. I said, okay, I'll be right back. I'm going to run down to the inner street and get some Christmas cards. I walk into the family dollar down there, and I see a red shirt guy go by. And I go, hey, man, excuse me. Can you help me? And I said, kid, he's not a kid. He's a young man. This young man turns around and he goes, I know you. And I go, how you doing? And I don't know you. He goes, listen to this. He said, I knew your voice as soon as you spoke. You're Thomas' dad. <laughs> yeah. You remember me from karate, Mr. Buddy? Kid was five years old. He's 23 years old now. He said, man, I sure appreciate y'all what's written for us. Wow. Man. And I said, this is great what's been going on. He's told me a few things in his life and different things. But he remembered... Me speaking into his life as a child. I haven't seen this young man probably in 15 years. And it blessed my heart, I thought. But he said, I knew your voice. Isn't it strange that he said that? I knew your voice before I even saw you. Let me tell you, which you speak has a lot of weight. And so many times we speak hate, discontent, all these different things. Man, speak life. So I got to share with him a little bit. And tell him what was going on. And he saw a picture of Thomas with a beard and he goes, wow, he's tall. Yeah? <laughs> Isn't it something how things change? matter of fact, if you look at my Facebook, last night Thomas was looking through some stuff and he was like this big and my hair was like this big. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I think I still got those shorts, but I know I can't wear them. Man. But nevertheless, you know, sometimes it's good to look back and reflect. But don't, you don't have to stay there. You can pull the positive from that situation and move forward. And you know, Thomas was saying, he was reflecting about, man, dad, remember when we used to do that? Remember when we used to do that? And Jesse's like, what about me? I was like, man, we got tapes of you. We're just, we're going through there, you know? But nevertheless, you know, because he's going, hey, that looks cool. Where am I? Okay, that's really neat, but where am I? You know? You're on the way, son. You're on the way. And you know, that's been such a blessing to be a dad, and such a privilege to be a parent. And you know what? I pray that we grow them up seeking after the Lord. Showing them right from wrong. Didn't say we're perfect. I'm just saying that we're leaning into the Lord and walking it out through the power of God's spirit. All right? Take a look at this. The joy of the Lord inspires others. Have you ever noticed that? Now, you know I had to grab this. We just got this in the mail. I'm gonna give you a real-time... Uh, situation of somebody that's inspiring people for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not putting this guy up on a pedestal. I'm just telling you that God's using this young man. Have y'all ever heard of a guy named Tim Tebow? Yeah, Tim Tebow. Whether you follow sports or not, but if you do, you cannot turn on a sports channel and not hear about Tebow. I'll give you a couple of things on that and you can take a, take a look around. Matter of fact, he's on uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated, right? That doesn't make him a Christian. He's, he's a starting quarterback for the Broncos, right, Jeff? Yeah. Right? And, and this is what I want to talk about being inspiring. The Lord has been with this boy, you know, just from, from the very beginning. His mom and dad are missionaries. Um, when his mother was carrying him at a, at a young age, when she was pregnant, they said, look, there's, there's, you've got an infection, you've got this, you need to abort the baby. She says, no, no. And look how God took that young boy he continues to use it. I'm going to give you a little bit more background about inspiration on that stuff. See, this is this is so cool. He made it through college. He's got two Heisman's trophies. Again, this is not. I'm not talking about. I want to make sure that, that I, I, I'm I'm wrapping this thing right, okay, you guys. I want to take a little bit of time. It's not about the accomplishments. It's about what he does with the accomplishments. That's what I'm getting at. Because every time, every time the camera swings, around, I want to thank my Lord Jesus Christ, right? And I think it's amazing that a young man at 24 years old, when they try to hit him with all these things, see, everybody says, well, he's throwing it wrong. Tebow don't know what he's doing and this and that. And he's not starter material and he's not this. And so they started somebody else before him. And they'd interview him. What do you think about that? He said, I'm just going to train harder. I'm just going to train harder. Never knock the other guy down. You know, he gets there 30 minutes before everybody else and leaves 30 minutes later than everybody else. Guess what? starts getting contagious. People start saying, man, what does that guy believe? What's going on? See, his joy is not rooted in circumstances. His joy is rooted in Jesus, right? And every time he gets an opportunity, he tells people about Jesus. They knock him down. They do all types of stuff. And he says, it's not about a football game. He said, this is a platform that the Lord has given me to declare his goodness. Wow. You know what? Now guess what? First they said, he started his first game. They moved him in there. He lost. Man, they were all a man. Said, we told you. We told you. Then he won one. And another one. And another one. And another one. All right? How many has he won now, Jess? Oh, he's won six straight. Okay. Six straight. But this is a great thing. He overthrows some people. He gets sacked. He's got all these things going on. Sometimes he, they don't have any points on the board till the last two minutes. And this is what they say. The people sitting there, how long can this go on? How can he sustain this? How can we do this? You know why? He's inspired his teammates to believe in their self. He's been inspired people to go, something's going on. Even the people that don't like him, they respect right. him. Isn't that amazing? Because they know something's different. They were interviewing, and I want to move on off this. They were interviewing him a couple of weeks ago, and he said, "Well, you Tim, you got all this fame and fortune and everything like this, and you know how do how do you hold it all together, and you know winning and this and that and the football games and all these worldly things, you know, isn't that life changing?" He goes, "Well, man, I tell you, it's a great platform to share about Jesus." He says, "You know what's life changing? I loved it." He says, "We're building a hospital in the Philippines, in the orphanage. We have a foundation." That speaks into young folks' life, telling them about the power of the Lord. And they're going, Oh, okay, well, how about this play over here? Well, he already used the platform. Bam! Tell them about his Lord and Savior. So if you don't take anything away from that, guys, look at the boldness when the Spirit of the Lord is working in somebody's life. And you know what? If he loses tomorrow or next week or whatever, it's okay because you know what? He doesn't change with the circumstances. He just says, Man, you know I gotta get better. That's what he said I've got to get better. just got to keep training. He's got to keep going. But I'm real proud. He always does this. He gives praise to the Lord. He thanks his family. And then he lifts up his teammates. Do you see that order? God first. Family second. That team is his ministry. That team is his ministry. Where has God placed it? And where has God placed you as your ministry? Is it in your neighborhood? Is it at your job? Is it with your grandchildren? Wherever you are. Whether you're teaching or stuff like that, I just saw some teachers when I looked at them. And I thought, man, what a great opportunity. Even with all the red tape, as you can show encouragement. You know what, little Sally Sue? That's all right. I believe that you can do better next time. You know what? You know, little Johnny, I'll tell you what. I know uh, it's been a tough, tough equation there for you. Well, let's sit down. Let's see what we can do. Man, what a difference it made. Boy, 23 years old. Never saw a father figure in his life when I saw him at the dojo. I'm going back to the kid I met a while back, the boy Brandon. And he remembered, always encourage us. Wow, who would have thought, I'm just going, hey man, come on, you can do it. Come on, let me see them muscles. You know, that little kid get like that. I said, that's all right. Man, that's great. But that bond was made from the encouragement spoken all those years. He still held on to it. That's inspiring people for the Lord. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Man, you ever get down and start praising the Lord? It's something about that that just starts breaking the chain, chains and shackles of depression and guilt and all those things. Because God is bigger than that. And that's what I love when I start speaking the word of God. You know, some of my friends said, man, you're always happy. I said, most of the time. But they said, we never see you as happy as you are when you get to preach. Because, man, I get to get out of the way and it's like the front row seat of the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm like, man, God, take something. Take these notes and make it so much more. They ask me, how can I pray for you? Almost every time they, Tanya prays, and stuff, it's because I said, I want the Lord to make it so much more than what we could ever do. See, when people leave here and go, man, it's not buddy, this, Tanya, keep the promise. They go, man, God was in the house today. Woo. That's what I'm talking about. So I want to duck back behind the cross and then let them see Jesus. You know, that's the whole thing right there. Over and over. Nehemiah 8.10 is the verse I was going to tell you about. Basically, Jesus is the Lord of our, the, the joy of our Lord is our strength. So we got that right there in the truth of his promises. Now look at this here. Talking about our relationship and walking that out. It's rooted in the grace of God, not in the circumstances. And I'm just kind of nailing that back where we were there. It's the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. God is so faithful, right? Never changing, never wavering. With everything that changes, right? We, we're, we're trying to juggle we're trying to God doesn't change. Is't it good to know? I mean, can you imagine every time you know you go to work and you say, okay, I've got this thing figured out they want me to do this." And as soon as you start the job you go, well, we want you to do this." And you go, but I just put all the time in on this. You see what I'm saying? Maybe it's your job that gets you a little down sometimes. Maybe it's a relationship. Because maybe they're not plugged in or maybe we're not plugged into the Lord the way we're supposed to be or we're not seeking the Lord together. You know, I have the privilege from time to time of marrying people and I always want to meet with them and talk with them. So people just say, oh, you can marry people? Yeah, but that's not what's going to hold you together. That piece of paper will not hold you together. I always say, if you got God first and you both are running towards the Lord, it's like a triangle, man. At the top of that triangle, as you get closer and closer to the Lord, you get closer and closer to each other. Where is God at? In your life, where's God like at in that picture? How are you gonna raise your children? How are you gonna deal with your finances? Because all they see, man, she's beautiful, man, he's muscular. I saw the pictures from like a while back of me.
1: And I'm gonna tell you now.
0: I was like, wow, gravity is tough. You know what I mean? And then I put that on on my Facebook page and I said, look at this, this is amazing. Man, my son's 20 years old. And one of my friends said, man, awesome mullet. Looked like you ate 100 cheesesteaks since then. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I could have went all night without seeing that. And he didn't even put a smiley face. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you know what? This is the guy that sells the food to the place that I eat at every week. I said, like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Y'all need some anything? You know? I said, like, who is this guy? I said, that's the brave man. That's the brave man at the restaurant I eat at every week. Yeah, thank you Yeah, like that Got to love him, don't you? Yeah, and he's up there And he plays music too And the picture that he's got up here He's all like that Like rocking know, Got the arm all poached out like that Yeah, yeah, I'm rocking out I'm going to pray for that boy Got to laugh at yourself sometimes Nevertheless, you know what? That brings great joy too Because if you can't laugh at yourself sometimes Man, you start getting brittle And you got, you get, you just, it's just a tense, stressful time. If you work at where I work at during the week, you better be able to let it slide off a little bit. Give me an amen, (laughs) Bubba. We go to lunch every day, and the guy said, I thought that was your buddy. I said, he loves me. He just don't know it yet, amen? That's good, that's good. Well, you know what? It's a good time to go to this slide. We need to rejoice always. And I want to hit this and we're going to keep flying on here, man. We're moving on doing good times. Rejoice always. Paul says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Now, man, when we start looking at the life of Paul, we realize many times it didn't seem like he had much to rejoice about. You know, most of the letters that he wrote were written from prison. We know that him... One of his partners were strung up in a, in a cell, and at midnight they're singing. Man, you know what? I can just see that now. If you think you about it, if you were in the big house down there at uh, Newport News and you start singing at midnight, they're going to say, Yo, man, what you got? Yo, what is going on? What? See, it's, people start, it's contagious. They want to know what's inspiring you. They're going, What in the world? Hey, dude, how can you be in this situation and respond like you do? See, that's my prayer when we go through tough times, that when we're squeezed, that Jesus would come out and people would see that. And sometimes it's tough. But you know what? Just like I said, even when we miss the mark and we lose our way, right, and we get our eyes off the the Lord, we know that if we fall back and we're believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, that loving Father, the loving Father will pick you back up and keep you going. See, that's the message I want you to hear today about redemption. That's the message I want you to hear today about the joy of the Lord. Right? That's where we're going to sing. Well, let's take a look at this. What ways are there to rejoice? Now, we just don't play guitar and jam up there because it's fun. And it is fun because it's a joyful time to so praise the Lord. That's an opportunity to put our hearts before an awesome and powerful and holy God. This is our opportunity to give back to Christ. See? That's what I love about Worship. What about serving? How do we serve? If we're going to serve? Can you imagine this? I say, hey, Dave, can you come over and help me move a piano? Yeah, I am not going to move a piano. I don't want to really do it, but I'll come over and help you do the piano and everything. <laughs> we got to do it now. Are you almost know I've got to do the piano. stuff like that. <laughs> I'd be glad that he helped me move the piano. But, man, I'd really think if he said, hey, pardon, whatever you need. Want me to use my truck? And I'd go, yeah. <laughs> Dave, we moving move the piano? But you see the difference? You see the Dave go, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what? Sometimes you need to lean on somebody. And isn't it great when somebody steps up to the place and Hey, man, I do what I can for you. I'll help you out in any way. Not come along, well, oh, yeah, I guess I'll bless God. I guess I will. I don't want to do it, but man, do we serve like that? <laughs> but sometimes we do. See, we put that there and we go, oh, I guess I've got to get there. I've got to set up the chairs. You know, whatever the case it is. But you know what? It's about a heart condition. You remember months and months back, we talked about a heart check. I want to encourage us as the holidays approach, right? Give yourself a good heart check. Why do we do what we do, right? Why do we do what we do? And so just like when Lisa was talking the other day, if it's a chore to serve the Lord, we need to check our walk. Boy, it got quiet. If it's, a, if it's a chore to be serving the Lord, then we've got the wrong focus. And I pray that as we go each week and we dig into God's word, and we understand what he's done for us. That helps align our life and our focus on Christ and what he's done and what he's called us to do, right? Another thing we talk about, given, real quiet, given, whether it's your time, whether it's your talent, or whether it's, you know, whether it's money, whatever it may be. Let the Lord direct you in those paths because it's going back in to what God is, is ordaining in this place. And if you're a part of this, be a part of it all the way around, Right? God's blessed you, bless somebody else. What else we got? Going. See, sometimes if we can't go, we'll send somebody, right? Missions, whatever the case is like that. And maybe it might not be going to the other side of the world. It might be going to your next door neighbor and say, you know what? Saturday night, our church has got a little uh, something we're putting on. I'd love to have you. You've done your part. So whatever the Lord's showing you this week, I want to encourage you to step out. Because that's an act of worship, and we should be rejoicing always. Now, if they see you walking like this, well, they said I gotta ask somebody. You probably don't really want to go, do you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Happy New Year! You know, walking back, they don't want what you have if it's not joyous, right? And sometimes it's weird because the next time I go, why did he respond like that? I go, hey man, what's going on? And the more excited I get, the faster I talk. And they're going, what did he say? <laughs> and I go, man, I'll tell you what, man, God is moving. I can't wait. Man, we'd love to have you there. I went to the, uh, what is it thing? Not a piggly wiggly. What is it down there? I went to a store down there for my mom. I do a lot of shopping. I do a lot of ministry down there where my mom lives over in Hampton. And so I go, and I see a lady, and she, her son used to go to karate. And I was talking to him, and I'm thinking, I probably need to breathe now. The woman's going, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great, but i got to share about you guys and what's going on. And then she wrote me a, a little note. She says, I think we might want to come uh, next week. I said, that's great. That's great. You know, and sometimes she said, I appreciate you guys praying for us. They went through a tough time and walked back. But, you know, every place we go is an opportunity to rejoice, to be joyous, and share the love of Christ. Because I want to be contagious for Christ. I want people to go, wow, what is going on over there? I don't want them to go, stay away over there. Look out. You know, they're just like the world. But you know what? If we allow the Holy Spirit to work through us and we keep our eyes on Christ, we can see exactly the path that God has for us. So I want us to remember this season to be joyous, all right? Very good. And this is, I love this slide right here. Enjoy God. Not just on Sundays. Now think about this. How many people can remember what I preached on about a week ago? See, it doesn't take long, does it? Yeah, everybody's going to look at me. What do you uh, you preach on? I'm not going to ask you. Right? But it is online because Tim does a great job. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, check it out. The application didn't change, right? But if we don't apply it, there's no change in our life. You see what I mean? If we just come here and enjoy God on Sundays, that's not the plan. The plan is to, to get you filled up so that you can take this back to your family, you can take this back to the community. You can be a mirror of Christ and inspire people to grow and go and serve and give and be a part of God's body. Be a part of the kingdom. Amen? That's a big deal. Check it out. Do we live a vibrant life? And I started on this a little while ago because if you go and invite your neighbors or something like that and they go, I really don't see any different in your life than I see in the guy across the street Life that never goes. There should be a difference in our life. I did not say that we're perfect. God is still working our life, but the one we follow is perfect and he's making us perfect. Our salvation is secure. Salvation is secure. Hear that? Our salvation is secure, but we're still dealing with his flesh and sometimes we choose poorly. But let me tell you, just like you saw, I'm going back to the illustration, we can fall back and rest in the Lord to start over again. He's loving us that much each day, okay? We have everything we need in Christ to live a vibrant life. We have confidence in Christ. One of the ways I think that we we enjoy God is is having the confidence in Christ. See, I don't know how he's going to work all these things out. He just called us to be faithful when we come in here. You know? I was talking to my friend. He said, man, I like this place. I go, we do too. It's great. You know? But we didn't know that we were going to get this place. We just kept praying and going and stepping out and all these things. But you know what? What else does God have for us? This is just a tip if we're faithful in the small things, He's going to work in all things. Amen? So I want us to be confident in Christ. A lot of times I go, hey, well, what do you think about this? And and, and guys especially, I know for me, I try to fix it and I'm doing this and my wife's asking me questions and her favorite thing to ask me is, what's the plan? And I go, I need to pray. We need to pray. Let's pray. I don't always have the plan. And it's not a problem asking the plan. We just got to ask the right guy the plan. It's the Lord. I can have an okay plan, but I want the best plan. And the best plan is to seek the Lord. And it's great when you're in a family like this. Because you know what you do? You talk to each other and they come alongside and say, hey, you know what? Because God's given you guys wisdom and understanding and things like that. And I appreciate the time that I get to spend with my friends. And, and I say, you know, I was thinking about this. And they go, okay. Sometimes it's just listening. And sometimes God will just raise up and then go, you know, maybe we should go this way. And I go. I never thought about that. Thank you so much for speaking that truth into the situation. Nevertheless, we need to have confidence in Christ. How do we have confidence in Christ? Know who you are in Christ. Are you tapping into that inheritance? Right. It's him. It's him. Come on in. Experience His presence. Experience His presence. Right. I pray today that when you hear that, you experience the presence of the, of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. But not just here, but in your life, in your homes, at your workplace, because of the relationship that God's building from the inside out and the time that we're spending with God, we should be feeling His presence, amen? I got a question for you guys. It's a little checkup thing. Would you say that you enjoy your Christian life? Do you? I'm just asking. Do you feel the benefits of coming here and do you feel the benefits of being a child of God? Just thinking thinking about this. Do you see how God is molding you to be more like his son? Still, still asking. See, that's what's enjoyable, to know who you belong to. And see, when people see that vibrant life, they know who your dad is. And they know who your dad is. You get to tell them more about your dad, right? And our Heavenly Father gave it all He's given us everything we need. He's made a way, and he catches you when you fall, and he picks you up, and he keeps loving on you. And and that's what I want us to understand. So in the midst of all the stress and all the things and all that, keep the main thing the main thing. That's what I think is so amazing. Any relationship worth having is worth investing in. You'll see people, they'll back off because they're like, man, I just don't have time for that relationship. I kind of wonder about that. Relationships take time. They take time. But I guarantee you, if you're investing in that person and they're investing in you, it's priceless. It's priceless. Because you're going to need that friend someday. You're going to need that phone call someday. You're going to need somebody to remind you of the things that we're talking about here. Right? And it's going to make all the difference in the world. It's going to make all the difference in the world. I'm just telling you. You know, one of the toughest things that I went through was when my dad passed. Woo! That doesn't make me cry. What makes me cry is the love that I saw for so many people. I didn't cry about that. I cried because people were loving on me. They said, hey man, what do you need? I don't know. Okay, we'll just sit with you. Wow! Hey man, what can I do? I don't know. How about we pray for you? Yeah. See, that is amazing right there. But see, what I got to see Was what I had been pouring And sometimes you think man Are we going anywhere with this Oh yeah let me tell you Because he poured it back on me And I appreciate that from everybody so much So you know what It doesn't even have to be in a bad time It could be in a good time You know what it is When you're going through some stuff And you just say man that's great Can you imagine you get a new car And you go wow that's great And you go I would have got a red one (laughs) Why can't it just be glad for you You know what I mean Why can't you say man that's great You know How do we position ourselves in the relationships that we have to model Christ? How are we modeling Christ, folks? And I tell you what, like I said, I want to read this again. Any relationship worth having is worth investing. Because if you don't, it doesn't grow, it doesn't blossom, and it's not vibrant. Let me tell you, man, God put some time into us. And he wants us to put some time into others. Amen? That's just part of it. I'm going to pick up some speed here. I didn't want to hit you with all the, the good stuff and not tell you that, you know, there's some things that we have to deal with along the way, too. So we're going to pick up a little speed here, right? I really believe this is why everybody gets so stressed out and looking at things going on around them. Because a lot of times we look for peace and we look for security in the things that change. But who never changes? Amen. Christ never changes. God never changes. Think about that. We deal with stress, just like we said, from work, from things like that. All this, And this is a stressful time. I realize that. With jobs and the market and everything like that. But you know what? If we're filled up on the Word of God and we know who we are and we're confident in Christ, right? We can inspire others through this time. We can inspire others through this time. And guess what? It's going to come back around, all right? Fear. It's scary sometimes not knowing where, what's going to happen tomorrow. But I found out in my Christian walk, it's probably better I don't know everything. Because if the Lord would have told me 13 years ago, I'm going to be standing up here preaching, I would have went, And now when we got to take a day off, I go, ah, I want to go. You know, I can't wait to get back because it's so exciting because I believe God's word makes a difference. I believe that God's called us to this place to impact people's lives for Jesus Christ. Not just here, but in each family, in each area of this place out here, and then into the world. Amen? Check this out. Look how this kind of, when I put this together, this is word the Lord gave. You know, we're stressing out. We get fear. And then we start feeling guilty. Man, I shouldn't feel like that. And then guess what? The devil just jumps on your back and says, man, you know what? You can't be used. Guys, don't believe that. Don't believe that. Don't buy the lie. God says he has made you new. And you know what? Some days we might feel like we need a makeover, but guess what? He does it from the inside out, and that's what counts. He does it from the inside out with his grace, his glory. Hey, let me tell you, man, I could never, ever stand up here if I didn't believe that. Because you know what? I'm just like everybody else. I um, keep my eyes on the Lord, and sometimes I choose bad, but you know what I love about that? God says, you know what? Come on back to me. Come on back to me. See, we serve a God on a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, a loving God, a redeeming God. Amen? Look how it picks up in a progression. Insecurity. Wow. You know, I guess I won't come today. See, this, Satan wants to pull you back out of fellowship so he can gang up on you. But let me tell you, when you come to this place and you hear the truth of God's word and you let it transform you, guess what? It starts pulling the bricks of the lie off your back and sets you back up again so that you can make a difference. I want you to hear this next thing. Don't let unforgiveness set in and bind you to the lie. Unforgiveness can be not forgiving someone else or it might be not forgiving yourself. But I want to tell you This. That the Bible says this. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for you and me. Right? So if he did that in the very beginning and he's not bound by time, if you just look at this, that this is past and this is present and this is future, we're walking along here and go, man, I really messed up, but I think I can do better now. And I'm looking at here and looking at here. Oh man, I fell off over here. God looks at the whole picture. He looks at the whole picture and he says, hmm, You're worth it. Come on. You're worth it. See, he doesn't look at just a piece here and say, well, they did pretty good today. Oh, well, you know, it looks like they're doing all right. It's not about that. Just like I said the other week. It's not a list of rules. And if you cut the mustard, I'll keep you. It's a long line of love. Right? When he carried that cross all the way up to the hill and poured out his blood for each one of us and rose again. See, that's the deal. A lot of times at Christmas, we think of baby Jesus in the manger, and I understand that, but don't leave him there because he's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the resurrected Christ. He's the one. He's the alpha, omega, the beginning, the end. He's everything. So be joyous this holiday, okay, when we think about that. This is the way we balance things out, okay? When we're looking at this, This is what balances it all out, right there. And guess what? He hides us behind that, and he carries us with him wherever we need to go. You know, we had about nine or ten things with those little footballs, right? I want to give you some stuff right here that will turn around and count it. The fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5.22, we have these attributes. If we're a believer in Christ, this is what God has tucked into our lives, right? Uh, y'all read them. It's your word. he gives us rest the world's all about competition keeping the edge all those things it's a dog eat world dog eat dog world it's a a rat race man you gotta keep with the Joneses you know we gotta do this I tell you what focus your eyes on the king of kings and the Lord of lords let the joy of the Lord be your strength and today I just hope when we look through this I'm gonna just pour back through this walking out our crate Walking out of Christianity and faith a step at a time is how we do it. proper focus on the Lord. A heart that's tuned to the things of God. Receiving the gift of God, His Son, Jesus. Keeping that foundation of joy because we know we've been redeemed. Understanding walking in that relationship draws not only us closer, but it draws others closer to Him. He said rejoice always. There's always something you can find good in somebody. Always, I really thank my mom for that. She always can find good in something. I'm like, what are you talking about? But not with her, so much her natural eyes, but with her spiritual eyes, she can find good in something. It's amazing. I pray that the Lord makes me more like that to find the good in a bad situation. Because you know what? Just like I said, when we're looking at it from this standpoint, the cross, what do they say? It's all good. Because it's all been bought and paid for. Again, guys, I'm going through the notes here. Enjoy God today. Enjoy your relationship today in the Lord Jesus Christ. When you leave here today, man, you should be about two, three inches taller. Because what I pray is the Holy Spirit just took all the junk off your back and allowed you to listen to the word of God. And to transform your heart with the truth of God's word because he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Right? And don't let the cares of the world knock you off course because each one of these things right here are the glue in the relationship to hold you on there. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness and self-control. It took everything he had to give us everything we got, but it's more than enough. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today, Lord, in the midst of a bouncing act and a time that seems so turbulent outside these walls. Lord, give us the power through your spirit, Lord, to walk in the fullness of what you've done. Lord, I pray today as we look at your word and we understand that we can rejoice and rejoice always for what you've done, Lord, because you are an overcomer. And we have victory through your son, Jesus, Lord. Father, I'm so thankful that we have a relationship and a God that we can speak to and we can come to and we can cry out to in the midst of the storm. And Lord, you are there. And when we spend time with you, Lord, that we reflect you to a lost and dying world, that we can be on mission with you. Lord. And Father, I just pray each person here enjoys their relationship with you in the midst of the storm. In the fullness of fun, in the joyousness of the day, whatever it is, wherever they're at on that wheel sometimes, during out the day, throughout the day, throughout the week, I pray they think back to the things that you've supplied through your son for them today. And if there's one here that's never given their life to Christ, I pray today you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that means this. If you're not sure you're going to heaven, if you would take your last breath today, I want you to listen to what I say. God has provided a way, the one and only way, for you to have a home in heaven. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. He poured out his blood. That's why he came. And we were purchased back out of that sin debt. And when we call on the name of the Lord and ask him, Lord, forgive me. Come into my life. I believe you're the son of God. Today, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I want to walk with you. Today, Lord, I'm your child. He says, I'll come into your life right where you are, right here, right now. If that's your prayer today, I just ask you to look up here so I can pray with you. And I can pray over you. Amen. Amen. Don't leave here today without saying, you know what? That was my prayer today, Mr. Buddy. That was my prayer today, Pastor. Tell me more. Because you know what? I want you to understand that when you call on the name of the Lord, you are secure in him. And if you're here today and you feel like, man, just some of the stress is just overwhelming, I pray that you take the building blocks of faith and allow God to just just put them in your, your spirit so that you stand up straight and walk tall for both. I pray for each one of my brothers and sisters here, Lord. I pray over this building, this, this, this place, to just be so much more than just mud and mortar and sticks and stones, Lord. That it be a soul-winning station for you. I pray for redemption. I pray for forgiveness. I pray that today, Lord, that your hand and your mercy and your grace is felt in this place, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for the privilege to be able to call you my Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.